Downloads of the show are available at Podomatic.com or the Podomatic mobile app. Hey kids, you are listening to Radio Free Brooklyn, and this show is Fish Out of Agua with Michelle Carlo. Today is Tuesday, March 20th, 2018. It's been some week here in New York City, kids. In my very own neighborhood, an, an allegedly inattentive driver who should have had a license revoked long ago killed a couple of children and injured their moms. And we also had a snowmageddon that wasn't as temperatures seesawed between snow and rain. So, how does one deflect t- uh, going between sorrow and absurdity? Well, if you're me, you go back to the Wayback Machine, <laughs> to one of the masters of the comedic rock and roll song. Take a listen. We're back with Fish Out of Agua on Radio Free Brooklyn. That was Cheech and Chong with Earache My Eye from their Up in Smoke album in 1974. Yeah, that was a, probably, they, Cheech and Chong, were probably like the, correct me if I'm wrong, if I'm wrong, you can tell me, just email fishoutofagua at radiofreebrooklyn.org. But I believe that Cheech and Chong was basically the precursors for stoner humor, because much of their humor revolved around smoking weed. And think about it, they really were, they really did start a genre, at least in my lifetime, because without Cheech and Chung, I don't think there's any Bill and Ted, I don't think there's any Wayne's World, I don't think there's any Harold and Kumar. You know, 
I guess what's old gets renewed over and over again. And I played that song because our guest artist this week has a relatively similar but totally different approach to a comedic song. Why don't we take a listen? Did any of us ever think we live in a time when it felt like we were going backwards even though we're not really going backwards I'm not saying it's all meant to be not saying focus on positivity I'm saying that sometimes things have to get shitty Somehow, yeah, things got shittier, then they got shittier, and they might get shittier, cause we can always be skipping along in a field of flowers, sometimes we need a little manure, even though we hate the stench of manure. back right now to a time long ago in a place far away all the way back to the Vietnam War now there was a young man getting ready to go to college to become an engineer but instead he was recruited to fight against the Viet Cong and in the same city was a young woman also full of hopes and dreams who got on a boat with her family floated across the ocean in their only chance to survive the man and the woman both made it to America. And one day, the man was walking down the streets of L.A. when he saw his old friend, Kevin. Kevin. Kevin said, hey man, are you single? And the man said, hell yeah. And Kevin said, well, I have a sister I think you should meet. So the man and the woman met. Six months later, they got engaged. One year later, they got married. And two years later, I was born. Now, I'm not saying that we need violence in this world. And I'm not saying that we need to have war in order to create life. What I'm saying is that sometimes shit really needs to hit the fan in order for a bitch to get born, you know what I'm saying? Ooh, sometimes things have to get shitty. Things have to get shitty.
now that it's made of shit and it is smelling like shit, but we're gonna get out somehow. Yeah, things got shittier than they got shittier, but they might get We're back with Fish Out of Agua on Radio Free Brooklyn. That is the most soulful R&B rendition of a shit song I have ever heard. <laughs> I bet some of you may have guessed who our guest artist this week is. I'm not going to reveal it just yet, because you will find out soon enough. As now it's time for my favorite part of the show. Whoa, whoa. Welcome to Fish Out of Agua's Guest Artist of the Week. Woohoo! And I'm so excited that I have a, yet another artist here to share with you guys. Oh my God. And I am so thrilled because this woman is one of my total and complete favorites. Yes, I know. Every week, what do I say? Say it with me. One, two, three. But everyone's your favorite, Michelle. That's because it's true. So welcome to Fish Out of Agua, the amazing, the ebullient, the multi-talented Jen Kwok. Uh, yes, yes. Hi. Hi. Thanks Hi. for having me. Oh, thanks for being here. Oh, my God. I, this is, like, so awesome. When I reconnected with you again, I was just like, no, I have to have you on the show. Yes. So we reconnected. Mm -hmm. Um... I, in December of 2017, yep. at Nicole Ferraro's Art, Humanity, and Action show, yes, which yeah. had, you were doing music, yes. and there were a bunch of storytellers, uh, one of whom is a friend that we have in common named Angel Yao. Yes, she's very wonderful. Yeah, she directed my most recent music video. Really? So, yes. Well, we'll get to that in a minute, but I asked this of everybody in the beginning. That's not, we reconnected there, but that's not where we yes. met. Not, not at all, because we've known each other for years. But I, we can't figure out where. I know. Where exactly was the first time. Like, you, like, I always see your name out. Like, we've been on the same shows yes, together. Yes, I've seen you do several stories. And around the radar, but, like, at least five years, if not more. Probably more. Oh, I'm my God. I say more. Oh, my yes, God. Yes. All right, well, maybe more. Right, so maybe this mystery will be unraveled later. We'll have to wait and see. Mm -hmm. So, Jen, uh, let's talk about how you started. Um, as in started, it's just like, like, the very beginning. So are you a native New Yorker? No, I'm a Californian. Really? Yes, I'm a Californian. That's why you speak so well. Oh my God, thank <laughs> you. It's so funny because people actually can say, uh, they say that they can hear that I'm from California. Really? For whatever reason. Yeah, and there's so many different California accents also because there's like Southern California, Northern Are they California. really? Yeah. Oh, let's hear yeah. them. Can you well, do them? I was actually born in the Valley. So like Valley Girls. You're a like Valley this. Girl? I've, I was born in the Valley. So what, what cities are near the Valley? Is that the LA area? Uh, it's a little bit north of LA. So I was born in Panorama City, but like San Fernando Valley, like 
that sort of like, panorama city that yeah. sounds fancy it's not at all <laughs> it's actually it I sounds think, like a panorama is it is, yes. is, is it scenic is it gorgeous no it's oh my not. god but i think maybe at some point it was a panorama but then you know they built like how most of southern california is it's just like strip mall strip mall strip mall but um but yeah it's, it's just like a suburb so that's the valley yes that's so, the valley okay so if so if that's the valley girl accent what would the northern accent be oh Northern, like they say hella a lot. They're like, yo, that's hella cool. Oh, hella. Like, yeah, I feel like maybe their mouths are like looser or something. I don't know. know. Loose-mouthed yeah, Northern yeah, yeah. Californians. <laughs> mm. San Francisco? Hmm. Yeah. All right, so what about Southern? Southern, I mean, I think it's similar. Maybe more like surfer, like like, like Keanu Reeves, you know, yeah, yeah, like kind of reefer. Now you know how old I am because that was the first reference that I did. <laughs> but that, I was also like, yep, I agree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't know what's cool now. So. I, 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 don't, I don't know who the equivalent for Keanu Reeves is now. Yeah, I have no idea. I mean, you One know, of those be, young guys with the tall hair. Yeah, like the Jonas brother. Maybe I don't know They're because old like too now. because like actors are all just like archetypes. Yes. You know what I mean? Yes. Like if you want to go way back in the day to like, do uh, you know who Jimmy? Remember who Jimmy Stewart is? Yes. Yeah. Okay, so who's the Jimmy Stewart of today? That would be Gosh. Tom Hanks. Yes. Because yes. he's the everyman. Yes. He's the everyman. Mm -hmm. So, mm -hmm. but I don't know who the equivalent is of someone in their twenties now. Oh, you know what I mean? Who would the, yeah, the, like the everyman type. Would that be Michael oh. Sarah? But no, not I, really. You know, he doesn't have the gravitas. Who I think it was, Shia LaBeouf. But then he kind of went. No, crazy. he he he's he went wackadoo. Yeah, yeah. He I think he could have been on that track, and then it was just. Like, I oh my I God, don't what know. To you? Like like yeah. like I don't know if he had. I don't know. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. We don't. don't nobody know. knows. I, I don't want to speculate. Yeah. I don't want to yeah. speculate. It's not you fair. It's not fair. It's not fair. It's not fair. It's not fair. Wow. Wow. All right, well, yeah. back to... Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Central Tour of California. <laughs> so, okay, so did you come from a performance-oriented family? No, not at all. Are you first generation? I am, yeah. So I was born here, but I have to say, my parents both have artistic abilities. Where you are know? your parents from? They're So they're from Vietnam, but we're Chinese. Oh, okay. Yeah. When did the, when did they, um, or when or why did they go to, to Vietnam to live? Uh, well, I mean, several generations ago, my family in China moved to Vietnam to escape communism. Ah, and that's com a good reason. Yes, and then communism, obviously, as we all know, went to Vietnam, so right. that's why they came to the U.S. Wow, yeah. did, they, did they have to endure the war in the mm -hmm, 70s? Mm -hmm, they did, and they were mm -hmm. like young, right? Yeah, they were young. I mean, Basically, their entire, like, since they were born, I think the war pretty much started right around when my, when my dad was born. And so, like, their whole life was oh just, God. like, turmoil, you well, know. When did the, the, I think the war started, like... It was the, a long process. Like, yeah. In, like, the 40s and 50s. Yes. So, like, it was on yeah. and on. It's, it's yes. like, it's horrible. People fight, man. I know. It's what, that's one of the things we do. <laughs> yes. And, but, well, another thing that we do is make art, thankfully. Yes. And that's yeah, why yeah. we're here. Yeah. So, okay, so your pants, I mean, your parent, your pants. <laughs> yeah, yes. your pants. <laughs> I do have pants on, thank God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's still winter. We're freezing here. Um, so your parents emigrated from China to Vietnam. When did they come to the United States? Um. So well, they were they like refugees well, that they, have yes, to escape. Yes, they were. Yeah. So wow. they, but they were both born in Vietnam. So it was like like their oh okay. Gotcha, came. gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. So but yeah, they they were war refugees. Oh yes, my god, were yes. they still children? Uh no. At that point, my dad, I think he was like a, like a little bit after like around college age. They were, both of my parents are from what was then Saigon, but my dad fought. 
Like he fought in the war for real yeah, with Americans. Yeah. Oh yeah, so my he's god! He's definitely seen some shit. Like, Holy yeah, yeah, yeah. shit! He's like held grenades in his hand and like thrown them into oh my a god. rice paddy. But yeah, so they both and then my, I think my mom was in her late teens. So yeah. Wow. Yep. Wow. Mm -hmm. And then they ended up in California straight away. Yes. Yes. Thankfully. Yeah. They. But well, my mom though, she went on a boat and then they went the other direction. So I believe that they took a boat to I think Hong Kong and then flew and then my dad went across the other ocean but they both met in the middle so were they together when they when they came here did they know each other there oh no. so the so this is the funny thing which is actually no in, i love stories yeah, like this. yeah yeah it's in it's actually in my song shittier the middle section uh where i talk about the story of how my parents met but essentially um my parents were obviously both um lived in uh you know the big city and my we're talking that's saigon yes and uh my dad went to high school with my uncle, Kevin, which is my uh, mom's brother. And so my dad was walking down the streets of LA, like literally, mm, I want to say like 10 years or so uh, after they had gotten here. And he was like, oh my God, it's Kevin, like, you know, from high school. And they started talking and uh, my uncle set my mom and my dad up and that's how they ended up together. Oh my God, that's such mm -hmm, a sweet story. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Wow. So was it was it um, usual for um, a, a lot of Chinese to em emigrate to Vietnam back in those days? Yeah, I mean, there's a lot And of... they were accepted and it was cool? <sighs> I wouldn't say accepted or cool. I think that, you know, like with every kind of like different classes or ethnicities, there's always some sort of, sort of different struggles, yeah, you know? Because yeah. even within Vietnam, there's like, you know, the people who had more French blood or like less French blood or like whatever it was but like a lot of Chinese also went to like Malaysia um, you know Singapore obviously so like there was just this kind of like mass exodus to like a lot of those mm. countries that were nearby that were not touched by like communist regime right. yet so but there was not a total acceptance between one ethnicity and the other no Even, I don't uh, think so like I actually I sh would love to read more about it but I really don't I I'd think people treated each other differently yeah I think so I think there were like enclaves and like you know they probably yeah and who prejudiced. had French blood yeah exactly yeah it, it's exactly. like it's like that in Latino culture too mm -hmm, you know mm -hmm. um, um, like who's got more European in them? Who's yeah. got more African in yeah. them? More light like skin. Dark yeah, skin, yeah, 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 yeah. The hair, you know. Absolutely. Yeah. So it's it's just interesting to to see how like human nature always wants to categorize people, yes. no matter what stereotypes. And, yeah. I mean, it's like the shortcut. You know, it's like for safety. You're like. Okay, to like default. This, right, to a fault. It's just, you know, when you can't see past that or, you know, you can't, like, think past that, that it becomes a problem. <laughs> wow. And uh, you have siblings? I do. I have one sister. Older or yeah. younger? She's younger. Oh, cool. Yeah, three years younger. So, okay, so I asked you if you came from, like, a performance-oriented family and you were starting to say something about who was creative and then we got on the tangent. Yeah, yeah. So my both of my parents have, like, um, visual art abilities. Like, my dad... Um, you know, was really good at drawing. It's just like a natural skill he has. Like, honestly, he's a pretty good singer. He has like a nice, like, vibrato naturally. Ooh. And um, yeah, I think that they did have, you know, quite a bit of talent, but it was never really like explored or, you know, like encouraged mm. so much. Well, um, if they grew up in a war zone, I don't think that there was time uh, yeah. for it. It was just like, yeah, yeah. let's try to like get yeah. food on the table yeah, and it, get yeah, killed. Yeah, it's, yeah. Hard, it's hard to throw a grenade with one hand and like, you know, paint with the other. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, ideal. Oh my God, that's yeah, yeah, crazy. Yeah. I can't yeah. even. Yes. Wow, yes, wow, wow. World. What a blessing yeah. that, that they lived through it. I know, absolutely. Yeah. Well, you wouldn't be here. I know. I oh, my know. God. Yeah, so yeah. did you put on shows or anything? Did you, like, entertain when you were a kid? I, you know, I mean, I think, like, 
it definitely was natural for me to make people laugh. Like this, yes, that's absolutely like the thing that I always kind of did naturally wherever we were. Like I was the one who would just like crack a joke to like diffuse like a weird situation or whatever. And, um, and I mean, my dad really loved music a lot. And that's, I know it's like kind of a stereotype that like every Asian kid plays like piano, but like he really wanted to play an instrument when he was younger. And so he really made it a point to allow me to have piano lessons. Wow. You know, like that, that was kind of, you know, him being like, oh, I can give this to my child now, you know? Did your sister take them as well? She did, yeah. But it took with you? Yes, yes, <laughs> yeah. She was not that into it, although she was quite talented at it as well, you know? But she, my sister is very gifted as a visual artist. Mm. So she's a graphic designer and she's actually finishing a degree, uh, a, a design MBA. Wow. So, yeah, cool. yeah, yeah. So wow. she's got mad skills. She also paints. And, I, I, and your parents must be mad proud. Yeah, they are. Yeah, yeah. they are now. Yeah. Because, ah, yeah, 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 let's yeah, get yeah. to that. Yeah. Okay. Oh. Prep, wait, of her or of you? Is the ah uh, for you? No, no, no. For both of us. But we, it was kind of a circuitous route for both my sister and I. So we both went to college. Uh, I majored in management with a triple concentration in marketing, finance. Are you kidding and me? Management information systems. Oh my no. god. So you were you were you were on the Asian trajectory. I was on the Asian trajectory. The Asian yes. treadmill. Absolutely. I was strapped on. And, oh jeez. Yeah. And my sister has a double degree, communications and accounting. So we both came out. We both worked for um, accounting firms. And you, an accountant? Yes. I do, Mia. I know, I know. Like the first, I mean, I always think like, when's the first time I realized that this was not the life I was cut out for? When I opened the employee manual and it was like, you have to wear pantyhose and neutral colored shoes. Although, like, once I got there, like, nobody was wearing Wait pantyhose. Wait a second. You had, there was a manual telling you you had yeah. to wear pantyhose. And what year was this? Uh, this was 2004. Oh yeah. my God! You would think was that would that would that like 1974 or something. Yeah, yeah. Wow. So okay, so we skipped right about. So no performing or anything in high school. Well, I mean, I did. You know, like piano recitals and stuff mm. like that. And like, you know, I always loved like whenever we had to do, you know, like a group project, and then the the teachers would be like, you know, make a skit about whatever. Loved it. Like I love putting on a show and doing stuff like that. Um, but and how did your parents feel about that? I think that they knew that I was a good writer, but it wasn't like. Oh, you're a good writer. Be creative. It was you're a good writer. Oh, instead of a doctor, you should be a lawyer. You know, oh, like it was just like God. which box would you more fit in? Right. You know. So I mean, but you know, it's the immigrant mindset and yes. you know Asian culture. It's so many things where you're just like, you know, when you grow up in a, a life where you don't have any stability, that's what you crave and that's what you want for your child. Of you course, know? of course, it's yeah. totally understandable. It's totally yeah. understandable. Yeah. You know, it, it's it's relatively similar with Latino culture as well. Mm -hmm. um, my, both my parents were thwarted from further education mm -hmm. because of the time that they were born and the families that they were born into and their circumstances. Mm -hmm. So it was just like, you're going to college, you're going to college, you're going to college. Yeah. And I was like, I'm going to art school. No, you're not going to art school, yeah. you're going to college. No, I'm going to <laughs> and, and it took me a long time yes. to to get them to see, but mm -hmm. they, they did. Oh, but yeah, really I mean, you know, when you're, first, you. when you're first generation, it's yes, difficult, it's absolutely. difficult. It's like you have all, what uh, any first generation yes. person has all these expectations on them just w when they come out of the womb. Exactly. Yeah, because you represent so much hope. Yes. But then, yes. You know, as you come to the world, it becomes you. You, you want to be your own thing, yeah, you know, exactly. and, and, and they want you yeah. to be what they did not have. Exactly. Which is just so natural. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, it, yeah. It, we can see it now because we're grown women. Oh, absolutely. But, like, you know, when you ain't grown, oh, you're yeah. like, nah! 
Yeah, you're like, F you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like, F you twice. Myself. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, so what college did you go to? I went to Binghamton University. Okay, so from going to California mm -hmm. to Binghamton is a really big stretch. So yeah, what made you want yeah. to go to college there? I mean, I had always wanted to go to New York, like ever since I was young. I mean, like all the books that I read were um, you know, about New York. All the movies I saw, I used to be obsessed with um, AMC. I would watch all the old movies from, you know, like the old uh, musicals, everything and I was just like obsessed with New York and then Friends came on when I was in junior high oh, I remember, and I was yeah. obsessed with Friends so it was yeah, just you this, know that's not real life you know I central, absolutely central perk my, oh my ass. gosh yeah or the size of their apartment which is Please. like you oh, know God. like seven apartments put together I, I, yeah. Yeah, yeah so yeah. um yeah so I, I was just always like I'm going to New York and um I applied like in my mind, I was like, okay, so this is in New York State. That's close enough, you know. I mean, but it's far away. Yeah. Did you know? Did you know how far away it was when you applied? I. But see, the thing is, in California, three. I think it's about three and a half hours from the city. And in California, you drive everywhere, right? So three oh, and a half hours true. is not crazy. Yeah, but yeah. here, like for sure, like so many people live in New York City, have never been to Binghamton, have never been to Buffalo. No, you, you know, well, you're well. absolutely right, and that's the mm -hmm. difference in 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 the culture because if you grow up in New York City, like mm -hmm, I did, mm -hmm. it's not car culture here. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, people have cars, obviously, mm -hmm, but mm -hmm. I don't know how to drive. Mm. I, I am my age and I do not, because I never- You don't have to. I, I didn't have to. You don't have to, that's why I love it here. I don't like driving I, I at all. I didn't have to. Yeah. But someone like you, who grew up in a place where everything is like an hour away or yeah, whatever, you, exactly. you don't, you think nothing of like, oh, this is three hours away, I can go. So yeah, 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 yeah. I get yeah, it, I get yeah, it. Yeah. So in Binghamton, you majored in all like the, yeah, the, the stereotype stuff. things. Yeah, oh yeah. my god! And yeah. then, and then you got a job here in New York City as an accountant. Yes. Yeah. I was an auditor. An auditor. Yeah. I don't yeah. even want to know what that is. It's yes. Like I, yeah, I you don't want to. I, I don't want to. <laughs> wait. Okay. Let me. Let me guess. Are you trying to find out if like businesses are doing shady stuff? Uh, a little bit. So like, I mean, because an audit, not like like the IRS. Yeah. So like, so most people know the word audit because it's like about taxes and stuff. So like. For most businesses, like you have to get an audit to be like to confirm that you're not doing shady stuff, you know, that you are doing things correctly, right? So, um, there's but they're following the rules, yes. not bending the rules, exactly. So, like, so auditors come in and they just make sure that you've done everything the way that you uh, said that you did, and I don't even want to know what yeah. you have to do to, it's to so find boring. that out. I'm almost getting bored just talking. Oh, about geez, it. <laughs> well, luckily that you escaped that trap, yeah. I mean, pantyhose. Yeah. In 2004? Mm -hmm, Aye, please. Mm -hmm. So what was, so if that was the, the tipping point for you thinking that I totally don't belong here, mm -hmm. what was the foot to your behind that kicked you out that door? Mm, I mean, so like I was there and I was like, I was already kind of like, yeah, this isn't going to last too long. Were you, were, you, did, were you thinking of coming here to do music or art or anything? Was that on I, your mind at all? So before I... Uh, 2012 uh, years ago? 14 years ago. Yes. 14 so, years ago. So like even when I was in college, I, you know, like I studied piano performance and when I did internships, I always interned in the arts. So I worked for like the campus um, performing arts center. I worked for the local opera company. I interned at Atlantic Records. And you did? Yes. Well, that yeah. must have been really interesting. Yeah, it was really cool. <laughs> did you meet anybody famous while you were in it? At Atlantic? Did I? You, I mean, I you probably weren't there very long. No, it was a summer internship. So I saw Jewel. Oh, okay. <laughs> but yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, she was she was like famous back then. Yeah, yeah. Cool. So yeah, so I had always worked um, on the business side of the arts, and then when I went to straight up accounting, I was just like, oh, holy crap! Like this is 
awful, you know? I was like 20, I think I was 21 or 22, wow. like right out of college. Wow. And, um, and you know, we were just doing the most boring shit. God. And I remember I had this one coworker that was just so sweet, like just this really nice girl she goes, Oh, I love this job because you don't have to do anything creative. There's not a creative bone in my body. <gasps> and when she said that, she was happy. She was, ha I know, Michelle, your face right now. That's how I felt on the inside. I was horrified. And so, like, when she said that, I was like, I couldn't disagree with her more. Like, I have every bone in my body is creative. And I'm like, oh, my goodness, if she belongs here and she loves it because she doesn't have to be creative. And she was 22 also? She was a little bit older than me, you know? But oh, this was her jam, you know what I mean? And that's I was, true, that's true, yeah. and it takes everybody. You know, and I was like, hey, good for you. And I, but I was like, like, that's when I realized, like, yeah, I'm young, I don't need to do this, you know? And a lot of my friends that I worked with, you know, they were pretty, like, superficial, you know? Like, they all cared about, like, what's the next Gucci bag that came out? Like, what's the new hot club that's opening? What car does this guy drive? Things like that that I just didn't relate so, to. So, like, that kind of, like, finance culture. Exactly, yeah. yeah. Where it's just, it's about making money. And I was just like, damn, that is really not me. And it really took me to be in that to, like, realize, like, I could Wow, so how, how did you extricate yourself? I, so, like, once I started having these realizations, I, um... Um, I applied to jobs um, around the city. So like my dream job was working at Lincoln Center. Uh, that was one of the jobs I applied to and I got it. So wow. yeah, so I, I you like how the universe provides yes. once once you take the first step. Realized. What were you doing at Lincoln Center? Um, I was working in education at Jazz and Lincoln Center. Mm. And um, but like I remember, like I was a few months into the job, and I was like, oh my goodness! Like when I was, I want to say like eleven or twelve, I used to watch live from Lincoln Center with my dad, and I was like, Dad, how do you get a job at Lincoln Center? Or like you know, how do you get there? And he was like, he's like, I guess you just be a good performer and blah blah blah. And I was like, no no no, but who runs it? I was like, who's there putting on the show? How do you get that job? And he Ooh, was like, producer. Yeah, and he, he was like, I don't know. And then, you know, what is it like? Wow. You know, 16 wow. years later, or no, like 10 years later, 12 years later, I was there, like, wow. you know, putting on. Is, yeah. is that still your day job today? Uh, no. So when I was there, that's when I started taking improv classes and performing. Oh, where? Yeah. Um, I did uh, uh, improv classes. Yeah, I did yeah. UCB. Uh-huh. And, um... Shout yeah, out UCB. UCB. And, like, the old UCB, when it was, like, really, like... Wait, when it was on 27th Street yes, or something? Yes, Like, by FIT? Yes. Like, when Margot Lightman and Julia Rossi yes. were doing their strip... Story yes. show in yeah, the downstairs yeah. theater. Yeah, and I just saw Julia at an audition the other day. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, um, but we yeah. like Julia. She's awesome. Um, but yeah, like the it was like this dingy, horrible. Like they had they had like two classrooms and that was it. Oh, so did you go through the whole? Did you were you in the the training company? You went through the whole four yes. levels. I did all four levels, but I never like had a. I never had the improv bug. Mm. I just didn't. You know, like everyone, not everyone, but like a lot of people that I was in class with were like, yeah, I want to be on a Herald team. So I just thought, you know, what, what can I, how can I perform comedy by myself if, if I don't have a group of people? And then I was like, oh, stand up, obviously. Ah. You know, and when I was younger. Were there people that influenced you? Were there people you liked watching? When I was growing up, I used to watch Comedy Central like all the time. Like I would come home after school and just watch like whatever half hour specials were on at the time. And like Margaret Cho obviously was oh, just like a yeah. huge one. Yeah, yeah. Like, Moron. Uh, yes, that, Moron. that's Yeah, 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 yeah. That was the that was the one that was coming up when I was in high school. And then, you know, to and like she would talk about like the joy of sex and stuff and it just blew my mind. I was like a woman could talk I know. about that and Asian well, never mind. Could talk Asian about women that? having sex? Yeah. I was like, oh my god. 
Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. She's um, groundbreaking. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, such an inspiration, and yeah, that that was. We when, love Margaret Cho. Yeah, Woo! she's wonderful. She's still wonderful. Like, yes, she's just awesome. Yes. Um, and I, yeah, I was like, well, what can I do? You know, I, I guess this is the time. You know, I have this love of stand up. I've tried this like comedy class, so like, let me let me give this a try. Um, our staff talent show. They were like, who wants to do a thing? And I was like, I'm gonna I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna try stand up for the first time. Um, and it was fun. I mean, it was like, you know, it was just all my friends and coworkers, obviously. So like everyone was like incredibly supportive, but it felt, it felt good. You know, I it is. It. It's like a buzz. It's like a yeah. high. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's a drug. It, it, it replaces that, sugar. <sighs> yes. Yes. That high, the high of having people laugh when you have tried to make them laugh, there's absolutely nothing like it. It's true. Yeah. The, and the feeling like when you're on stage, when you know that everybody is enraptured onto you, and then they just crest with that laugh. Yeah. And you just wait for that little that little top of the laugh just before it goes down, before you start speaking again. Yeah, oh! yeah, 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 yeah. It's like riding a wave. It's like riding, riding a wave. Riding a wave, yeah, yeah. Yes. It, 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 it's, my, it's our surfing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, mm -hmm. it's, it's our thrilling. Keanu Reeves moment. Yes. A, a point, a point, <laughs> point break. break, yes. A point break moment. <laughs> Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah, I just started, you know, doing really, I think for me, it came together when I combined stand up with music. What made you decide to do that? I mean, I, so I had always, because all this stuff like goes back to my childhood, really. Like, I remember watching, um, I remember watching Victor Borga on public television, um, who's, he's a classical pianist that does comedy. Yes. With classical piano. And although. Old school. Yes, it's all it's basically I, I vaudeville. I don't think he's still alive. No, 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 no. Yeah, yeah. he's definitely passed and like he but like yeah, he came from this old school wow. tradition of like it's vaudeville, wow. you know? Yes. And so cuz I was classically trained. Google him people. Yeah, yeah. Well, you young really, people Google him. He's a classic guy. You know, I would say like every musical comedian that is now, it seems like a modern thing, but like it goes way 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 back. You know, even before him there were people, you know. Um yeah, vaudeville style um but yeah so like i really kind of thought like what's my ideal type of performance and it was that you know and um had you been writing songs i you know i hadn't and that didn't really come together until um my boyfriend at the time who's now my husband he just happened to buy a ukulele because he was interested in it like he bought like a ukulele from amazon.com and then i just kind of like played around with it and you know because when you're but he bought it for himself, for himself. And, and you took it yes <laughs> he's not a musician so you know he got who'd get frustrated and stuff and then i was like damn this is really easy you know and um and yeah i just started playing it and then um i decided to get my own and like the funny coincidence is i mean i think it was just so meant to be because um i bought myself or i ordered myself a ukulele and then at that time my roommate at the time was on vacation in london and she came back from London with a ukulele for me. So I went from having no ukuleles to having two ukuleles. Like it was no no matter what, it was gonna come into my life. The universe gave you ukuleles. Yeah. Oh yeah, my god. Yeah, oh my yeah. god. And including the one that uh, my husband had, I had three. <laughs> oh my god. But yeah. So so that's when I really just started like. Did you take that like as a sign or anything? <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Like I just kept going, and then and it was funny too because the one of the, oh so here we go. So one of the first shows that I did was at um, Jimmy's number forty three. I know yes. Jimmy. Jimmy Carbone. Yeah, oh yeah, my yeah, god. Yeah. Jimmy Carbone's an awesome guy. Yeah. And um, yeah, wonderful beer there and yeah mm -hmm. food. um so 
what happened? Oh, this is what happened. So I Googled ukulele performances in New York because I was like, I just want to like check it out and see, you know, what's, what kind of things are people doing out there? So I found this um, website, Ukulele Cabaret, and it was just these two dudes that like, you know, have these ukulele shows and I emailed uh, them saying, hey, this your, your site looks really cool. You know, I'd love to come see a show sometime. And then like a couple days later, I get this email and they were like performing this week are, and then they had listed my name as one of the performers. And I was, yes, your face again, Michelle, is how I felt inside. I was shocked, I was terrified. I was like a little bit thrilled. Like I was having a panic attack. Wait a second, you asked to be notified to see a show. Yes, yes, And yes, they told yes. you that you were on yeah, a yeah, show? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. my God. So I think, yeah, so. Oh my yeah, God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and so then I went, I did the show. Of course I was like, my stomach was in knots. I mean, this was just, you know, like really crazy. But was there any doubt in your mind that you were gonna go do this show? I or was, did it, well, at first did you be like, nah, I can't do yeah, this? Yeah, I, I was like, I was like, oh, he made a mistake. I just gotta write him back. And then I was like, you know what? Fuck it, I'm gonna do it. You know, like there's just this little something in me that I guess maybe that's the troublemaker. So anyway, the guys who ran that show, uh, one of them actually used to live in my apartment, in my room. Wait. At the time. Like the organizer of the ukulele show. Lived? Lived in the apartment that I was living in at that time, in the same room that I was in where I had like gotten the ukulele. Wait, before my, you moved in? Before I moved in. Okay. Yes, 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 yes. I, 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 He's like, a ghost. Yeah. No, 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 no. no, but like it was like another coincidence oh where it was like God. the this guy is like freaky, this freaky, ukulele This thing. is like freaky yeah. deaky metaphysical, man. Yeah, I actually had, not that I forgot about this, but I haven't thought about this in a while, but that's, this is a lot, there was a lot surrounding this whole thing and the way it started. That's some story. Yeah. Oh my yeah. God, that's amazing. Yeah. Let's get back but to yeah, that show. Yeah, yeah, Let's get on to see your show. Now I'm going to be on the show. Yeah, yeah. That's like the craziest thing. And then I had the balls to be like, okay, sure, I'll be on your show. <laughs> oh my God, so where where, and when was it? And like, how, what um, was it like? So yeah, so that was Jimmy number 43. So like in that little back room, so it was like a mm -hmm. small stage. Actually, that was a very good first show, you know, to have. Mm. Um, and So did you write songs just for that? Like immediately I, you had to like come mm, up with an act? I believe that I maybe have a couple of original songs. Maybe I didn't. Maybe I just did covers that night. Like I just did, you know, played like Summertime or like something, you know, like mm. some sort of like just covers. But then I think after I had that experience, that's what made me be like, oh, uh, I just did stand up. I just did singing. So what if I put them together? Ding! <laughs> yeah. Ding! Yeah, yeah. So it was this, just this kind of like wow. take one step, wow. keep seeing it where it takes you. So a Jen was born. Yeah, Jen was born. Yeah, wow. reborn. Wow! Yes. Wow! 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 wow. Yeah. So, in the meantime, what did did you tell your parents about this? Did, were not yet. Um, but the crazy thing is, so like I hadn't been doing this for very long. I had a comedy partner at the time, and we both auditioned separately for I think it was New York stand funniest stand up mm. competition. And um, they, I think I went through to like the semifinals or something for that. But because of that, they put me through like the fast fast-tracked to um, NBC Stand Up for Diversity. Oh, yes, yeah, I've heard of that, yes. I've heard of that. And so wow, I, you did that? Yes, so I was one of the top 10 finalists wow. uh, back in the day. and That's a really amazing program. Yeah, yeah, it wow. was great. Wow. Um, and, and yeah, because of that, then they actually flew me back to New York, or to get LA to like perform for industry. So. I had to tell my parents because I was like, guess what? I'm coming to LA and it's because I'm doing this comedy music thing. I bet you that they I bet you they were really happy and proud. 
I th I, honestly, they were really confused. Really? Yeah. Maybe they were proud and happy secretly, but they were just kind of like, what? But it was like, it kind of made it easier to be like, look, I got this validation because who doesn't know what NBC is? You know right, what I mean? You're exactly. like, it's Channel 4, mom. Yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So how did that all go? Uh, it went well. Um, I think that I was just so fresh, though. You know, I had been doing it for a few months and like I'd gotten it, you know, and there were people who um, got it my same year and like in other years since who had been doing it for like eight years, 10 years, you know? So at that point, like they're really like ready to like go to the next level right. or to tour. To like, get to rep whatever. representation and whatever. Yeah, so yeah. for me, like it, it did open some doors in terms of like auditions and I got on some people's radars. But, you know, it, for me, it was just the start, you know? Well, that's, it was just a, a that, very, that's an amazing start. Yeah, it was just like an auspicious, like, bang yeah. start. Yeah, I mean, as opposed to, like, you know, seven years of open mics and basements, mm -hmm, you know? Mm -hmm, wow, that's mm -hmm. great. Did you get representation from that? I mean, I, how did you were auditioning? I did not get representation from that because most of the industry was in L.A. Ah, uh, so, gotcha. So, like, you know, I met with people, like, I took meetings, but nothing came of it because, honestly, I wasn't ready at that point. Like, that's now true. I see that, you yeah. know? But, um... But when I came back to New York, there were a few people who saw me at, um, at stuff like that. So um, a casting director, Katia Blickfeld, who now does high maintenance on mm. HBO, um, she gave me my first audition. Wow, and how did you meet her? How, how did you get she, to meet her? I think she was at the New York showcase for NBC Stand-Up for oh, Diversity. Oh, okay. Yeah. And okay, so, so, it, so it came through the show, it yeah, came through that showcase. Yes, yeah. And then... Um, gotcha. Yes. And then later on, you know, I was I got representation from doing like other showcases and stuff like that, but you know, it was just that's kind great. Of, so, do you yeah. audition regularly? Do I now? Yes, I do. That's great. Yeah. So, you, so you're an actress also. Yeah. You are. Oh my yes. god, we have to add that on there. Yeah. Musician, <laughs> musician, actress, yes. and comedian. That's correct. Wow. So, uh, you, so, are you getting like principal roles and stuff, or, uh, or like the? So the the previous fall, I was in um, Quantico. I was in a few episodes of Quantico. Yeah. Yeah. So. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So you're like yeah. all sag and everything. I'm sag. Wow. Yeah, yeah. I've, been, I've been sagging for a while. Jenny's <laughs> a union girl. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Wow. Yes. That's great. Wow. Yeah. I want to be you. I want to. I want to do on TV. How do I? I, I got. I got to do some kind. I got to find a showcase. Yeah. Story, it's hard for storytellers. There's not like a thing, you right. know. And the, also, people don't really do showcases anymore, or I don't think that they really work to help yeah. you get well, agents yes. anymore. Yeah. You just have to follow what what it is that you're yeah. doing. Yeah. Like now, I'm doing this. Yeah. So do you still have to have a day job? I, I do. I have a part-time job, so they're very flexible, which is great because I'm able to, you know, if I have auditions, I mm. can, like, scooch my hours around and stuff like that. So, but for me, like, I actually really like having the balance of a day job because I do have this, like, analytical side to me. Mm. And in the past, it used to kind of seep into my work. And if I have a place to do it where I could just go and be a little, not like OCD is not the right word, but be a little bit like, yes, I'm a control freak and we're going to, you know, make everything oh, be perfect. Auditing. Yes, auditing. <laughs> but now I'm, I'm, a, I'm a bookkeeper, so I'm the one who gets audited. Ah. Yes. So. Hey, that's something. So you yeah. are using what you studied in college mm -hmm. now as my like job. 15 years later yeah yeah after the fact yes that yes. is so ironic and amazing like yeah. how it, yeah yeah it's, it's like the universe is really likes you jen kwok 
Thank you. Yeah. I mean, I like it too. So, yeah. you know, I try to keep it mutual. <laughs> so what are some of the projects that, that you're excited about doing now? Uh, well, I'm working on a new album. I'm working on my first album, I oh, should great, say. Oh, great, great. Did you yeah. debut some of that at um, Nicole's Art Humanity in Action show in December? I, you know, I actually did not. This oh. is this is completely 100% oh, new. Okay. None of it so has been So where did Shittier's come from? So Shittier is just like its own thing. Oh, Shittier, thing. sorry. Yeah, yeah, Shittier is its own thing. It's just like a single and a music video. And then um, the other song that I did at her show was just a cover of Hall and Oates. want to hear about the music video. Yeah, so the music video was directed by our mutual friend, Angel Yao. Angel! Yeah, yeah. So I, so, I mean, uh, we all know that, you know, things are not going so great in the world right now. Yes. But, you know, after um, the inauguration last year, I think everyone was feeling, like, pretty crappy and, like, not very hopeful. And I wanted to write a song in about that but to offer hope and to do it in a funny way and the song that i came up with was shittier so it was really just kind of like a song and a lyric that i sang to myself in the shower to like kind of make myself feel better and then i kind of grew it into what it was um and then uh yeah recorded it last summer and then um filmed the music video with uh with angel wow and it, yeah and it came up this this fall what 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 are the, what are the projects that you're working on at present uh, so I'm working on... New stuff, new stuff. Yes, I'm working on my album. Oh, yes, uh, your I'm new gonna, album, all new songs. Yes, yes. And it's going to be, I don't want to say like serious music, but it's my first time venturing into like not, like but, comedy music. But weren't you doing a project where you would play a song for somebody in a room? Oh, yes. So I want to hear about, I, I yes. saw that all the time. Mm -hmm. And I would see it on, on, yeah, on yeah, Facebook. Yeah. And I would be, this is before we reconnected. Yeah, yeah. And I'm just like... I know this woman. Mm -hmm. Should I go and do it? And, <gasps> I, and I was go I was going I was going to a couple of times and then something always came up. Yeah. Describe that the, yes, name yes, the project yes. and describe it because I thought it was it was like such a cool thing. Oh sure. Yeah. So I had a project um, called or I have a project called Songs for One. It's on pause right now, but um, basically I created that project um, I would say a right around the time that um, the election was starting to ramp up and just a lot of things were going on in the world. Like, you know, it was like Fernando Castile, you know, had gotten shot, you know, like just a lot of like Orlando happened, just a lot of horrible things. Um, and I wanted to create a project where I could connect with people one-on-one -on -one because I felt like I could hear a lot of like people freaking out on social media and like feeling very alone and not knowing how to express themselves or not knowing where to find relief. And so I wanted to um, create music in a way that I could share with one person. Wow, and like just, an antidote. Yeah. An and, antidote to chaos and madness. Yes, yes. And just have this kind of like, um, you know, like healing experience where it was just very intimate. And at that time, I had not performed, I think, in almost two years. Really? And well, so, why, why the hiatus? Did... Uh, you know, I auditioned for SNL and I didn't get it. Oh. And I was really relieved. Huh. And that made me rethink everything about like, what do I want out of life? What do I want out of creativity? What do I want out of a career? Wow. So, so I was on this hiatus and, um, and I remember, oh, I remember I, so like all this stuff had been happening where I was like, I want to create a project, you know, to kind of help ease people, you know, out of this like collective pain that we're in. I saw my uh, good friend Leah Winkler's play, and she has always been such an inspiration to me. We both started together, and um, and I was like, as I left her show, I was just so inspired, and I was like, I'm gonna do this. I was like, what does it look like? And I started on 11th Avenue, and I was like, I'm just gonna keep walking until I find this answer. And I walked across town, um, 
from 11th Avenue to like Lexington. By the time I got to Lexington, I had this idea where it was like, um, you know, me performing is not gonna be, you know, just standing in front of a room full of people. It is going to be one-on-one. -on -one. I'm going to write songs, you know, specifically that kind of speak to the kind of emotions that, you know, I think we have difficulty accessing or difficulty expressing ourselves. And so I wrote this collection of songs. Um, I got in touch with my sister and asked her, because I had this other idea of um, combining imagery with the music. And so she painted watercolors based on the songs that I composed. Wow. Yeah. Your sister? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Wow. She's so talented. Yeah. Wow. And, um, and then I worked with uh, my coach and friend, uh, Jody Shelton, who's a wonderful um, musician and just all around creative. And um, he helped me kind of mold this experience. And where did this happen, this music for one? Um, I did, so I did Song one, for one. I did one round at um, a rehearsal studio in Queens. Uh, and and you would bring the watercolors, the paintings there and, and like. So took the, the paintings and we turned them into cards. And so the experience is actually, it's almost, I don't want to say it's like a tarot reading, but you pick cards and that kind of determines what songs I sing. Oh, so you. you assign a song to each to each, to each card, part, yes, each to each, yes, to each image. And how long does the concert last? Um, it's a, it's twenty minutes. So um, so I do begin and end with some visualization because it's so um, like one on one. It's almost like a meditation, like you know, kind of to bring us into this meditative state. And then um, and then I perform the three songs. And how many of these uh, musics for ones did you do last year? I did about. Um, I would say I did about a hundred. A hundred? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Cause then I did a second round where a very wonderful person that I know like bought so I did it as a donation basis. I was like, pay what pay as you wish. Um, but this person was like, I just want to buy up sessions for like all my friends and like paid. So you were like a yeah. gift? Yeah, I was I was a gift to like all these people. Wow. So I did um, yeah. That's incredible. Yeah. Uh, and, and are you going to bring this back? I'm going to bring it back. I, I want to be on the list. Yes, I totally yes, yes. want. Because it's such an interesting project because it's not for everyone. You know, like a lot of people, so many people said what you said where you were like, I thought of going and then I did. You know, because it's like, it's, it's a very intimate thing to be in that space with someone, you know? And it's like, cause you just don't know what's gonna happen. You yeah, just don't, that's you know? cool. That's art, man. Yeah, that is art. Really is. That, is, really uh, is. That, that is not commerce at all. That mm. is A-R-T, art. Yeah, it really, capital A, yes. So yes. Um, any new projects that uh, you wanna talk about? I'm gonna start releasing um, an album track by track. I mean, yeah. because there's so many artists that I love and you know, they come out with an album and like, I don't even, I'm like, I don't even listen to it top to bottom, you know? And I'm like, this is an artist that I love, and I haven't even listened to the whole yeah. album, Well, the you know? way people listen to music has changed. It's completely changed. Since the days of eight tracks yeah. and vinyl. Yes, you know? yes. We're back to like 45s. Yeah, 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 exactly. Well, kind of, like one song is like a 45, yeah, right? Exactly. Yeah, exactly, yeah. yeah. So at the end, they will be bundled together as an album, but I do feel like this is also an opportunity because I haven't, released, you know, like, quote, unquote, serious music before, you know, for people to be like, yeah, this is, this is Jen's style, you know, because, like, one thing that I think I, I mean, I love and I'm so happy about is that I've spent most of my, you know, musical life working in every genre, you know, like, I would write a comedy song that's, um, you know, country, I've written metal, I've written R&B, but, like, in the past couple of years, um, I also did a project called Star 69 where I did, um, kind of classical and uh, piano inspired covers of 90s R&B songs. 
And that's when I was really like, you know what? Like, fuck it. Like, I'm, a, I'm an R&B singer. Like, I'm an R&B soul singer. This is my genre. And so now I've, I feel like I've fully stepped into owning this. I remember how we <gasps> You met. remember. Did you used to write for VH1 for yes, Viacom that's exactly for a what, website called yes. I Love TV? Yes, 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 yes. But that Tom Tenney? Yes. Yes. Yeah, that's yes. how we, yeah. Yes, okay, yes. This makes so much sense. Oh, yeah. my God. Yeah. I, re I remember, and, and it was the website that never happened. Yeah, yes. Yeah. But we yeah. wrote so much for it. Like, you I'm, wrote, like, yeah. you wrote, you were double prolific. You were, I, like, I mega prolific. Money, you so were, like, prolific like, y ma prolific. Yeah, yeah. I was, like, I'm like demasiado yeah. prolific. I'm, like, listen, if you're going to pay me by the story, yeah. and it's to watch TV it was shows. great, and I remember getting yeah. my te my 1099 from yeah. VH1 yeah. that year, and I was, like, I could put them on my resume. Exactly. We wrote for VH1. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yes. So if somebody wants to um, see and hear your, all about your fabulousness coming mm. up, where can they find you? Uh, JenQuok.com. Uh, my Facebook page is um, JenQuok, JenQuok. My Instagram is JenQuok, JenQuok. My Twitter is JenQuok. Ah, so, just so it's either Jen Quack or Jen Quack Quack. Or Jen Quack, Jen Quack. Well, this is this has been fantastic. I, I am just so amazed by you and it's like the the evolution of Jen and the universe, and I'm just so happy to get to know you better. Oh, and I hope you. that uh, we continue to, to to know each other and not like lose connection again. Yeah, yes, yes. So let me ask you this question. I asked everybody this one mm. question in closing. Um, what would you say to the child who feels like they're all alone because they have something creative in them? They know that every bone in their body mm -hmm. is creative, more than what everybody is expecting mm -hmm. or wanting them to be burst, waiting to burst out, and they don't know how to do it. Mm -hmm. What would you tell that child? I would tell the child, listen to yourself. Just listen, you know? Like, be, be patient. You may be surprised by what you hear, Maybe it's not what you think you're gonna hear, but just keep listening, and then I think eventually, you if you listen hard enough, you will know what to do. And, the, really un well. and the universe will support you. Oh yeah, definitely. Jen Kwok, thank you for being on a fish oh, out of Agua. Thank you, Michelle. Hug on the air! On air, hug. Oh, end with a hug yes. on the air. For all my Asians out there, turn it up. Hey there, my name is Jen Kwok, and I'm here to tell you that dating Asians rocks. They have smooth skin and silky hair, so damn exotic, got that ethnic flair. So sweet and gentle, smells so good. So freaking nasty, do what you always want to do. So obedient, they'll please you like no one can. That's right, I'm talking about an Asian man. Punjabi's at where my Filipinos at 
Everyone should be raising their hands for that one. It's delicious. Everyone should date an Asian man. Don't gotta be serious. Just fucking Asian man. At least fuck one. At least, at least fuck one. At least fuck one. At least, at least fuck one. Jennifer Kwok. So say the elemental wizard. What's happening? Are you Japanese? Can I have a piece of me? So maybe you're Frappuccino. When speaking of Chinese, meet me at Silk Road Place, please, for the open mic, plus some bubble tea and Thai. I met a cute guy when I ordered Tom Yum. I could go there every day, feeling on his hot bum. Cultural exchange, I could teach you the Torah. Light the menorah. Can I have some Mosa? Rotating your medicine balls in the palm of my hand, never letting them fall. I hope that I look as good as Andy Lau when I advance in age, still standing proud. And what about my Persian peeps? Certainly. Help me to absorb the heat. You're sure to please in my Patel's Kim's and Wong. My love's quite strong. Like a Bollywood movie, we dance all night long. Everyone should date an Asian man. Don't gotta be serious, just fucking me. Asian men have been such an important force in my life. Like my dad. Don't date my dad. He's married to my mom. And theoretically, I'm I'm old enough to handle it if they got a divorce. But you know, it kind of mess with me. It would it would kind of mess with me. I'm not gonna lie. So just don't date my dad. Don't like the same one. Find a different one. I'd I'd cut you. Yeah, that's not cool. Don't date my dad. Unless that's what you're into. I'm not here to judge. Make it and we're back with Fish Out of Agua on Radio Free Brooklyn. So yes, our guest artist this week was the extremely prolific and awesome Jen Kwok. The first song we heard before the interview was Shittier, and that's a single, 2017 single, and uh, we just heard Dayton Asian, an older track from 2009 produced by fellow art star Soche, the Elemental Wizard. And we're going to close with another song from Jen called to cover My Boo from that cover R&B album, uh, Asterisk 69 from 2016. You can find Jen's music everywhere. iTunes, Spotify, Apple Music, Amazon, SoundCloud, everywhere but Tower Records. <laughs> and if you remember Tower Records, you're as old as I am. That's our show. You have been listening to Fish Out of Agua on Radio Free Brooklyn. Stay tuned for Brooklyn Bandstand next, and we'll see you next week. Woohoo! I've been watching you at night. I think of you. Pray my heart can win